Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Hello, Mothman. How's it going? Hey, David. How's, how are you? I'm seeing a blank wall behind you. Not a lot of accoutrement, just a minimalist lifestyle there going on in Toronto under lockdown, under strict well, state rule. The, 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 the blank background here is, isn't because of this, but I did start to frantically pack thinking I'm just going to move to the U.S. in a week and a half. Because I'm like, screw this. I'm just going to, I'm going on a vacation and I'll just stay there until the winter's over. But I decided, no, I I have a lease still. So I'll I'll stay. I just have to come back for one month. So I'll come back and then leave. But uh, this is because I don't know what I want my aesthetic to be. So right now the aesthetic is just nothing. Yeah, well, we're fl- we're flying our uh, son home for Christmas. He's at university in Ohio, and um, he, you know, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty over uh, is he going to be able to get back down there after you know what you know is Biden going to lock things down? Well, he goes back before the 17th. So hopefully uh, Biden won't be in office until the 20th, I don't think. But, you know, the, the authorities could change things on a whim and then all his belongings are down there, his vehicle's down there. He's worried about being able to get back to his truck. That's his life. That's his freedom. Being able to get in that truck and go wherever he wants, whenever he damn well pleases, that's huge in a young man's life. And, uh, you know, he's worried about that to the point where he's like, maybe I should just stay here just in case uh, something happens so that I have my truck, right? But uh, we, I think we convinced him to come home. But anyways, yeah, this whole COVID is uh, creating all sorts of weird problems and stresses that y- you could never oh, have imagined. Oh, COVID is not. Oh, okay. The, the government, the government. The yes. Government Thank you. Thank you. Jeez. I'm almost parroting the mainstream here. Good God. I sound like MSM. I'm going to fucking wash my mouth um, out with soap after oh, this. Talking about the mainstream today, we wanted to talk about the Great Reset. So I'll be honest, yes. I don't know too much about it. I saw that um, Justin Trudeau got, I saw the video and then I saw him got called out, get called out on Tucker Carlson about talking about how this presents a great opportunity. And then I saw that was kind of like, it was the theme of the World Economic Forum was the Great Reset. And so there's this idea of like, okay, we've successfully paused most of the Western world. Yes. And so now let's reset and we can decide, we're gonna create the future. We're gonna create the world we want now that we've kind of tore a bunch of stuff down with these lockdowns. But why don't you tell me a bit more about um, this Great Reset of ours? Well, David, this sounds like it's hatched from the mind of someone who wears a tinfoil hat and thinks the world is flat, um, but it isn't. It is out there in the mainstream. It's it's our own prime minister said reset out loud. Uh, the World Economic Forum has been talking about a great reset. Even the Bank of Canada did a presentation at a summit about uh, how they would handle things during the great reset. And that's the phrase they used right in the official PowerPoint, the great reset. And what it is, you know, and, and you know, let's be fair. I mean, libertarians have said for years that we need a great reset, essentially. We need to reset the economy. Like things are unsustainable. They, we cannot keep this mountain of debt over our heads we like it's mathematically unsustainable and we need to reset the system and then implement libertarian or austrian like sound economic principles uh that 
prevent this from happening again. Uh, namely, uh, you know, the things that that have created this condition are central banking, uh, where they use interest rates and money printing to artificially uh, stimulate the economy, right? And so low interest rates creates a, a culture of con- consumption. So we consume, consume, consume instead of save, right? In a proper uh, market, let's say for money, you would see people save when it's rational and consume when it's rational. But now everyone consumes, 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 because it's if you don't, you almost get punished for it. And so there's no savings, there's no resilience to deal with something like a pandemic, let's say, where you might want to take months off of work and you can then draw on your savings and you have some resilience. Well, there's a massive amount of consumer debt, government debt, and that is because of central banking. So libertarians say, well, let's reset things. You know, yeah, okay, we're going to have to default on government debt probably. We're going to have to do a a number of things, maybe sell off crown corporations and government assets, pay off some of the debt, and we're going to have to reset the economy based on sound principles, economic principles. That is the exact opposite of what these people are talking about when they talk about a great reset. Um, they recognize, and, and I've often wondered how this was going to happen, right? Because I'm like, the, these government officials can't be dumb. Like they have to be able to do math and understand that this is unsustainable. And so, uh, you know, apparently they, they do know this and they are, they, they have a plan, right? And they see it as a giant opportunity to, to, to snap up all sorts of uh, power for themselves. And so, there is no, like when you talk, talk to, I can't remember the German guy's name that is kind of behind this World Economic Forum and, and this idea of the Great Reset, but he, he talks about collaborating with people and, and like working collectively to decrease fairness, to increase fairness and, and equity and all these, all these buzzwords. It's not a very clear plan. But all the people that are involved in this and all the writings around it talk about... Um, about a green economy, right? Like uh, subsidizing uh, green uh, green projects, uh, transitioning off fossil fuels, more evenly distributing the wealth, universal basic income, like all the things that they talk about, very progressive policies, aka, you know, communist policies cloaked in progressive language, essentially. Um, th- th- this is all that what the, their writings talk about. So it's very far from free market economics and sound banking and, and money monetary policy. It's the exact opposite of that. It's basically what we have now on steroids. And um, and this is what we're expected to take. And, and one person I saw compared it to, imagine you have this mortgage on your house and you suddenly lose your job. You're forced to not work anymore. And then the bank comes to you and says, um, listen, we understand you can't pay your mortgage. Everyone's kind of in the same boat. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to transfer title to us and we're going to allow you to rent this place. And you're in exchange, you're going to agree that you can never own an own a house again. And so now <laughs> they have you essentially as a, a perpetual indentured servant uh, paying rent to these oligarchs and prohibited from owning things in the future. This is kind of the vision that some people predict the Great Reset will ultimately end in. Yeah, I saw some article that was talking about the future of like the future ideal city and how no one owns anything, right? How Mm -hmm. you won't own the 
place you live. You won't own it. There's no point of ownership. It's all no ownership, no privacy. And I couldn't be happier. That was the subline of the article. By the way, they changed that because it, it kind of went viral. I I sent it out. Um, and then I, I saw that it caught out on. Uh, I just saw an obscure uh an obscure video uh, clip that talked about this article. So I Googled the article and then I'm like, holy crap. And I posted the article and literally in real time, a couple days later, they changed the, the name of the title so that it wasn't as scary. But yeah, that's exactly what they're talking about. No privacy. It, it's exactly what Aldous Huxley described in Brave New World, right? Where they describe this world where, you know, in Aldous Huxley's book, it's like even your own body isn't yours, right? Like if someone else needs pleasure and you have this body that can give them pleasure, they have to spread their legs for you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah. And so like, you know, part of me, I've read it and it definitely seemed, I've read about this a little bit. I've seen it. It definitely doesn't seem like, you know, tinfoil hat or to say, okay, there's clearly a lot of important people mentioning this and talking about it, which is like bizarre at the minimum to me, but I'm always skeptical of like any, any of this stuff. Like I just am skeptical that there'd actually be any traction. And I don't know that if that makes me more or less naive to just be kind of dismissive of it. Okay. Yeah. There's some crazy world leaders talking about this great reset, but like to me, it, it, it wouldn't be, and uh, it wouldn't be a change of kind. It would just be a change of degree, right? If they accelerate their destruction of the earth 10%, 20% versus what's going on now, like I know where the battle's at. You and I know what's at stake. And it does, it's not like significantly different. They, it's just their newest buzzword, their newest packaging. Is Do you think it's like more concerning than that? Uh, well, look, I, I don't think there's... I, I wouldn't call it like a conscious conspiracy where there's puppet masters pulling spring, strings and they know exactly how this is going to play out and they have a precise goal in mind or anything like that. I, I see people that are ideologically possessed uh, who not even, uh, you know, they don't even have to be strong ideologues. You could just be a guy that has regular common sense with no principles and be in like Justin Trudeau's position and listen to the experts. And you're hearing that there's this debt crisis and we have, uh, you know, a, a huge portion of our population is out of work and they're not producing anything. And we have to look after these people and we have this debt crisis and what are some solutions to this? Right. And it, I, I, you know, if you know nothing about economics and you haven't studied this closely and, and you, you don't have principles to rely on, uh, you, you could certainly be tempted by the idea that, uh, look, here's a solution. I mean, we could, um, we, like banks could just take up the title uh, on these properties. We could cancel the debt and relieve people of that burden. And then they, they could, you know, pay a small rental fee or something like that. Of course, we can't have them purchasing things like, like, owning property in the future because you know that that would be irresponsible to put that debt slavery on them again um you know you could see how under a certain line of thinking this stuff makes sense yeah. and you, you you would think you're actually helping people um by doing it uh, it certainly is unsustainable right and, and we would be silly to think that that if conditions are what libertarians say they are in that that the debt is unsustainable money printing's out of control, inflation's out of control. It would be silly not to think that on the verge of a system collapse, that world leaders wouldn't try to do something about that in a way that engenders power to them, right? Uh, and, and, you know, they're not necessarily doing it um, 
consciously because they want to grab up power, but that is obviously the incentive is not to, to like, you know, send themselves to banker's prison because of the crap they've got us into. Right. And I think that's an important thing to highlight is there's too many people I encounter who, when something like this is going on, or even like with COVID or whatever, they think there's some evil mastermind behind sure. it all, or that these people are like coordinating or there's the Illuminati or whatever it is. And it's like, that gives the people way too much credit. It's just a bunch of like, Ayn Rand very much says that like, I don't know exactly how she says it, but like evil is empty, right? It, it, it fills mm -hmm. the void. It's not like there's like these great, deeply intelligent, logical, evil, irrational masterminds, right? Like this stuff doesn't make sense, right? So it's, it's just kind of like, it's what fills in the empty spaces. And like you said, yeah, there's a bunch of people who have some people, there are some intellectuals who view this as actually good and have mm -hmm. no idea what they're talking about and they influence people. And it's a bunch of people like Justin Trudeau who I don't get the impression he's like a genius, but it's a bunch of people like him who move this kind of thing forward? It's not some like grand conspiracy theory, as far as I can tell. No, I, no, it's, it's just natural incentives. I mean, look, if you are part of a business, let's say, and you're you're the boss of a business, do you want your business to expand or to contract? Right? If you if opportunities present itself to expand your business, would you not do that? And of course right, you would, because that, and and you know, government is no different. If you you're in an organization, you want your influence and power and and, and enterprise to expand. Um, if given the opportunity. So when opportunities presented itself, of course, you're going to expand and who here's an opportunity for me to really be useful and expand my influence. And yeah, well, and that's what you only, do. It's not necessarily that they even view it that way. It's also that like, this is why it's so important to realize that there's only two options, freedom or socialism, right? Because the whole idea yeah. is, well, if you think that the government taking care of people is its job and is good, then yeah, well, we should just, oh, there, here's an issue. We need to take care of it. Here's an issue. We need to take care of it. Healthcare. Oh, and your housing debt. We need to take care of it. And so it's just, it's not even necessarily like, yeah, the, the average, you know, pro-government person, the average person in the liberal cabinet or whatever, they're not necessarily even thinking that, right? They're not thinking, oh, let's grow government because it's our right. business. They're thinking, no no, I need to take care of people. This is the right thing to do. This is what's good. And most people, unfortunately, agree with them. And it's only going to be at some point they think, well, I don't need you to take care of that for me, but it's going to be too late. Like, no, this is what the government's job is. Well, yeah. And, and let me just, you know, for example, just it, it, this happens at all levels of government, right? I mean, uh, think of a local fire chief, right? If I'm a local fire chief, um, I always want more funding because I think I can do more good with more funding. I, I need to build another station. I need to hire more firefighters. I need more resources. And every single government department wants this because they can do more good with it. Right. And, and this is how these people think. And this is how, like, I, as a fire chief, I'm never trying to think about how can I whittle this department down so that it doesn't, this city doesn't even need me anymore. Uh, you know, uh, like that might be what's best for people is to figure out a way to decentralize to the point where, Hey, our, you know, and, and to me, that's the, the proper role of uh, authority or, or gov government is really to figure out a way to decentralize to the point where people don't need them. Uh, but 
you know, that, that is, you, you don't get very far with that kind of attitude in government. Right. And, and it's, you're not incentivized to, because look, I got to put food on my table. Uh, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to be cognitively biased towards the, the things that grow my enterprise, not the ones that contract it, even if those, that contracting is better for people. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. So do you have any last thoughts on how we help bring in the Great Reset that our overlords <laughs> know we need? How do we accelerate this process so we're safe and, and secure for all of eternity? Right, well, I, I don't think we should spend too much time and effort trying to turn back. You know, look, there are trillions of dollars at stake here by oligarchs and plutocrats and, and government and all these people that have power. To imagine that you are going to be able to create a worldwide movement to push back on this, I think, is probably naive at best. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm naive. Uh, listen, we, we, the, the best thing you can do is understand what the system is trending towards, what it always trends towards, and um, and take insurance out on that, right? So you, you can buy gold and silver. You can uh, get good at doing stuff uh, because that's something you can trade on the black market uh, around the, the uh, you know, things that people are going to put onto you. And, and I mean, look, you can see how these conspiracy theorists... Um, accidentally get things right you know like uh, you know of course banks want to move to a digital system they see how that works it's easy to see how um how digital systems where you need a bank card and be connected to a bank account and that bank is controlled by the government and you're not being a very good citizen so they with they, they withhold your ability it's like it's not hard to see how all these interlinks can dramatically restrict your freedom in terms of operating in the system so you need to prepare yourself uh, to operate outside the system. And that means having real sound money like gold and silver or, or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. It means, um, you know, maybe having some property that you can defend somewhere off the grid. I, I would not want to be living in a city uh, under these conditions. That's for sure. Um, I, I'd want to be, be somewhere rural. Um, you know, these are all things we can do. And you know, look for opportunity to invest in things that um, these monsters are likely going to be using to to control us. I mean, you can you can potentially get wealthy off of um, you know, like invest in five G or something. Five G is coming. Um, you know, I don't. I, I conspiracy theorists hate five G. I don't know anything about it, but I, I can't stop it, even if I thought it was terrible. So maybe invest in it and get rich on it. And that way you can insulate yourself and your friends um, when, you know, they, they, the, the great reset happens and, um, you know, we're under a new regime. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, David.